Hello and welcome to The Wild Folk, a conscious business podcast for those seeking a slower, simpler and more aligned way of living and working. The Wild Folk is a podcast for those who create a fairer and greener world through their work. I'm Amy Coates, a freelance copywriter and brand storyteller living by the sea here in Ireland. So welcome. I'm so glad you found us. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Wild Folk podcast. I wasn't sure whether or not to dive straight into the content or to take the time to introduce myself properly. I think me, pre-motherhood, would jump at the chance of hogging the mic and telling her own story. But motherhood has made me a little more mellow and introspective. But I know that when I listen to a new podcast, I like getting to know the host. And that's one thing that I love about podcasts. You feel like the people on it are your friends. And when I'm working on a project, sending invoices or pitching to new clients, I'll always have a podcast on in the background. Because, you know, working alone can be really lonely. Um, Having a podcast on just reminds me of working in an office or being in a staff room and you're listening to all the chitter chattering, only it's about interesting topics and not about like Love Island. So in this episode, I'm going to introduce myself and talk a bit about the importance of business values. So I'm Amy, a freelance copywriter and brand storyteller, as you've heard from the trailer, and I've been freelancing for exactly a year now. But before I get into that, I just want to rewind and take you on the path that led me to right here, right now. So I studied creative writing and English literature at university. And I absolutely loved living and studying in a historical town, going to book signings, poetry nights, meeting authors. And I was so sure that I was going to be a novelist. And I did write a historical fiction novel, to my credit, all 90,000 words of it, while I was living in Germany. And that project was a huge personal accomplishment to me, and it showed me that I could do the work when I put my mind to it. But it also taught me that I want to do work that makes a visible difference. And I know that novels do change the world and challenge like hard topics, but... I felt for me that, you know, sitting on my own, slogging away, writing a novel, then, you know, trying to get an agent and get published just took so long. And I wanted to do something that made a difference straight away. So like many new graduates, I ventured off and taught English as a foreign language for a year in Europe. And it was a great experience and I loved it, but I was also so lonely and I really missed being part of a creative community. I think a lot of us probably feel that way after university. You know, we're surrounded by kindred spirits and fellow wild hearts, people, you know, that share our passions. And then the moment we graduate, everything changes. You know, people go home or or they get jobs, move away, and you realize, you know, the world is a pretty big, pretty lonely place. So yeah, I was just lonely teaching. So I went back to the UK and got a job with the National Trust. I've always loved the National Trust. They were the backdrop to my childhood and their conservation work will always be close to my heart. And while I was working for them, I came across this idea of the spirit of place. 
The notion that places were living, breathing entities shrouded in memories and telling their own stories really ignited something in me. I think I'm a person that's always felt really connected to place. You know, sometimes when I break up with a boyfriend or something, the thing that I'm most upset about is, oh, I won't be able to go to their lovely house again. Um, Yeah, and I studied in Bath and I know that my connection to it was something I'll never kind of get over. Anyway, I went I went back to university after that and studied for a master's in heritage management. And this course really made me consider how we look after the stories for tomorrow's generation. I was living and studying in Bath, you know, a city that has a reputation for protecting its history and retaining its heritage, you know, right down to the colour it allows you to paint your door. Um, Yeah, if you live within like a certain radius of the city centre, you've only got a, a palette to choose from. And I was surrounded by a tribe of artisans who were dedicating to keeping traditional knowledge, skills and values alive in their work. And it really struck me um, that we are the guardians and the gatekeepers of tomorrow. How we look at how we look after the past now will impact future generations. And I felt so strongly that it was my calling to help keep these stories alive. But this is a part of my own story where it takes a bit of an arc. During my MA, I got pregnant with my son, Albert, and from the get-go, I was a solo mum. But I managed to finish the course. I left my beloved soul home of England behind and moved back to Ireland, where I am originally from. And motherhood awakens all kinds of secret gardens within you. You unearth things about yourself you didn't even know existed. So on maternity leave, I just threw myself into motherhood. You know, I baked sourdough bread. I grew some pretty sad, limp-looking spinach on my little allotment. Went to the library all the time. And I just lived a really lovely, cosy life in my little cottage with my new baby. When my maternity leave was over, I went back to work for the National Trust um, as a housekeeper for their beautiful, whitewashed holiday cottage. Needless to say, it wasn't my dream job, (laughs) but in between making beds and mopping floors, I was able to listen to a lot of podcasts. I never really listened to podcasts before this. Um, Yeah, I loved audiobooks, so podcast was a new medium for me. And I was mainly drawn to creative business podcasts, so I was so inspired listening to the stories of women who were forging their own path women who took their craft, their passion, their hobby and made it into their livelihood. And this really got me thinking that I would love to start my own business um, and do the work that really set my soul on fire. But I had no idea how to go about doing that or what I would even do that in. But then the world went into lockdown and like so many of you listening, I took a step back and asked myself how I really wanted to spend my life. And during the chaos, I began to see a path emerging from the fog as to where I should go next. I sent a story into a magazine and it got published. I can't tell you how much this amazed me and changed my perspective on my kind of writing. 
You know, apart from my journals, I hadn't written a word in years and I felt the writer within me was all but gone. So getting published in an indie magazine really set the wheels in motion for where I am now. Then I sent another story into another magazine and then another and suddenly it was making a bit of money on the side. So I thought, okay, maybe I actually can make some money from this. So I started a blog which doesn't exist anymore, um, but it did get me into the habit of writing daily and having people feedback on my work. I'm not sure exactly what inspired me to get into copywriting, really can't remember. Writing to sell and working in the marketing world was something I'd have never considered before. As a child of the 90s, I grew up very much in the world of outbound marketing, you know, seeing those massive billboards telling me that in order to make that boy fancy me back, I need to spritz myself in that disgusting Kate Moss perfume. Um, So that's what I kind of had in my mind that marketing was, that kind of sleazy door-to-door salesman, manipulating people techniques. But, you know, with social media and with digital marketing being, you know, one of the main ways that we're exposed to advertising now, my perception on it began to change. I was seeing ads for the brands I believed in, brands I was passionate about, brands who were truly making a difference. So I did a copywriting course in summer 2020, probably out of boredom, it's lockdown stretched on. <laughs> and as soon as I finished it, I launched straight into finding jobs and those freelance job boards. I think I earned like seven pounds, my first ever writing um, paid copywriting job. And it was like writing a rental ad for a luxury apartment in Singapore. They probably had loads of money and they paid me seven pounds. Anyway, it was very, very random. And I just took on lots of odd jobs um, in the months after that, just eager to build up my portfolio, gain some experience and collect testimonials. But pretty soon I discovered the power of niching down and I started to specialise in the holistic health, wellness slash sustainability niche. And I was amazed at how many brands out there were doing purpose-driven work, whether that was by only using organic ingredients in their products or ensuring that all of their packaging was completely recyclable. So yeah, I started freelancing in September 2020 after doing the course in the summer. And I have worked with so many amazing clients since then from a clothing company that creates sustainable yoga wear for children to a lifestyle magazine that explores the human nature connection this is the work that truly sets my soul alight i officially set up my freelance business the wild folk studio earlier this year and there have been highs and lows days when I feel like I'm moving in the right direction I feel really positive and excited about the future and other days when I feel completely lost I think what's the point and I just want to give up some days I talk to no one other than my three-year-old or maybe just the barista while I get a takeaway coffee and then other days I'm back to back with meetings and client calls as I start this podcast and I'm recording this episode I'm experiencing a bit of a shift in who my target target audience are. So a lot of my experience so far has been with 
ethical brands, you know, vegan companies who are very hip, very trendy, very of the moment, as it were. But over this past summer, I just had this feeling that I wanted to go back to my roots, as it were, and work with those heritage brands. And what I mean by that is the artisanal brands who are drawing on traditional skills and craftsmanship, but who have sustainable, earth-friendly practices at their core. I guess this shift is naturally aligning my desire to preserve the spirit of place with my work as a copywriter. And this is where my values come into play. So I have five business values that inform everything, every part of my business, and they are, number one, values over profit, commitment to, I can't say that word, commitment to sustainable practices, building community and connection, nurturing a spirit of independence and creativity, and lastly, working intuitively with nature. As I shift with my target audience, I might tweak these slightly, but at the core, they will remain unchanged. Having a set of values are the most important aspect of your business, I think. They sum up exactly what you stand for and they influence and inform every little operational detail. Whether you are a solopreneur or a huge corporate team, your values provide an overall vision. Strategies come and go and businesses pivot, but values will usually remain the same. Think of your values as the foundation of your business. You know, you wouldn't just build a house without first doing the groundwork and making sure that the foundation you're building on is solid and durable. Otherwise, your house would just come crumbling down on top of you, crumbling down on top of you. And it's exactly the same in your business. But the further we get into our businesses, the easier it is to forget our values for one reason or another. You know, sometimes you might be so strapped of cash that you feel like you don't have the luxury of turning down a prospective client who perhaps doesn't align with you. But having values and sticking to them are really how we connect with our people, how we connect with our audience. When our audience shares our set of values, that's where true brand loyalty is built. Maybe you're listening and you're at the very beginning of your business journey and you're thinking, how on earth do you start picking through all that stuff in your head and and uncover your business values? So my suggestion is to grab a big empty piece of paper or open a Word document in your laptop and just start writing down all the words and phrases that are floating around in your head. You know, think about what you believe, what you're passionate about, what lights you up. And don't think too much about this, just write everything down until your conscious mind is emptied. You can leave it for a little while and come back to your list later, Um, but go through anyway and circle the words and phrases that resonate the most with you. Start to group similar words and phrases together and soon you'll start to see themes emerging. Pick one word that summarizes each of these themes. Now, when you've done that, try whittling the list down to five words. The five words that are most important to you. And these five words will be your business values. You can also make a vision board and Pinterest that represent 
these words I find personally like looking at a vision board is really useful in the days when I feel uninspired or lost or like I just want to give up altogether so I like having my business values on my website for others to see and a visual representation of them for myself to look at in the words of Joe Batten your value is the sum of your values so I know that my business values have informed everything I do and yeah I hope that little exercise was helpful for you and that you feel like you know me a little bit more as a host I have so many great conversations and episodes coming up and I can't wait to share them all with you. That's it for this first episode of The Wild Folk. You can find me at thewildfolk.studio on Instagram or over on my website at thewildfolkstudio.uk. Until next time, stay wild. Stay wild.